stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss. Uh, and I, uh, I host this show every Monday morning, uh, at 11 o'clock Pacific time. I guess that's, uh, all kinds of different times in uh, various different parts of the country and the world. And we do have listeners all over the world. Um, today we have a wonderful guest. So first let me tell you who we're sponsored by. Uh, we're sponsored by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, www.gersonmedia.com. And the Gerson Institute at gerson.org, cancer therapy that actually works. Uh, we have a wonderful guest today and uh, right, really uh, relevant to the topic of cancer therapy that really works. And there's a lot of, there's always a lot of uh, uh, dubious, uh, uh, doubting people when you say, yes, we can reverse cancer. We can reverse advanced cancer, cancer that's been declared incurable. And um, never mind, uh, never mind that we've been doing it for 80 years, but the, um, the, the naysayers and the people who have a vested interest in cancer not being cured just don't want to hear it. Well, so they, they, they cast all kinds of doubt on the theory, on the, uh, on, they, they say it's just a theory. They say it's, uh, you know, you didn't really have cancer. They, they give you all kinds of excuses for why this is not true. One of the most powerful things that, uh, that we can do for any given audience, and you're my cherished audience, believe me, uh, for any audience is to present to you People who have actually beaten the beast, who have looked the beast in the eye from an inch away and beaten it. And today we have just such a person. Betsy Heilman uh, hails from Alaska. <clears throat> and um, and we'll, we'll get to her in just a moment when we're going to tell her story. Um, she had an incurable uh, form of cancer. Uh, and when we first saw her down at uh, the Gerson Clinic, uh, I, I have to admit, you know, for, for, first of all, she appeared on one of our documentaries with Charlotte Gerson. Uh, and and what Charlotte Gerson was interviewing her just after she arrived. And when I heard her story, I just I just couldn't believe that that uh, this woman 
would, would be able to do it. I just couldn't believe it. Um, and yet here she is eight years later. Is it six years later? Six years after that, uh, uh, after that film came out and Betsy's on the line with us. Uh, I want to, I want to welcome you, Betsy, to, uh, uh, the power of natural healing. And we're going to tell your story. Thank you, Howard. And it's a wonderful story. It's, it's just a wonderful story of determination in the face of incredible odds. And, um, and, and we'll, we'll start at the beginning. Betsy, first of all, where do, where were you living at the time? Where, where did you live? My home and where I was living at the time is in a village in the Masu Valley of Alaska. Is that Talkeetna? That's correct. Yep, Talkeetna, Alaska. Talkeetna, mm-hmm. Alaska. Now, as I understand it, and I've, I've tried to look it up on the map, as I understand it, this is about 80 miles north and east of Wasilla on the way to, what, what, what is the town? Uh, Fairbanks, right? That's correct. Yep, Talkeetna is basically in between Fairbanks and Anchorage. Fairbanks and Anchorage. Uh, so, so uh, when when Sarah Palin says she can see Russia from her house, uh, she's probably looking at your house, right? <laughs> she can't see Russia from her house. <laughs> um, she can't see my house either, <laughs> and I don't think she's even in Alaska <laughs> at this point. Uh, actually, she took uh, the money and ran. Isn't isn't uh, Mount McKinley uh, in in between her and Russia? That's true. We um, and in Talkeetna, we actually primarily service the Alaska Range with bush pilots and backcountry guides and uh, all kinds of different, you know, climbers, international climber climbing community in the spring and early summer. So we we see Denali every day. So how 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 was it, Betsy, that uh, that you found you had cancer? Well, I. I was act, I was coming back from a trip to India because I am a yogi. I've been studying and practicing for about 25 years and finally um, embarked on a journey to study with Kapadi Joyce in Mysore. And on my way back to the States, I flew out of Bangkok and was arriving in Hawaii, and my stomach started to feel just really um, just different. I, you know, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, and I landed in Hawaii and probably over the next month just became uh, less and less functional um, in every way, in, especially with eating and with the bowels. Um, I, I went to maybe three doctors on the island and they all told me that it was most likely some kind of bug that I had picked up in India and gave me different varied kinds of antibiotics. One doctor put me on a medication that is very common these days. They give people, I guess it's supposed to relax the stomach, um, I could tell by this point I had a feeling 
like there was something in there. Um, and none of them, they just were like, oh, you know, you're going to be fine. You take this and call me in two weeks. Hmm. But that, but that didn't, and, ha- but that didn't happen. You didn't feel fine. No, I didn't feel fine. I felt worse and worse and my stomach started, started to swell. Um, there's a little bit of history here. I'd like to go back a little bit to like my youth because I, I had chronic bladder infections when I was a child, um, starting probably at the age of even like four or five. And then when I was around 18 or 19, I developed migraines. Well, I had headaches too. And the headaches became migraines. And about the age of, I would always go to the doctor and they would say, well, you have these bladder infections and, oh, you have these headaches and migraines, but you're healthy, you're fine, you're fine. And I would just go on about my, you know, my daily business. And they gave me pain medication. I was literally on some kind of pain medication, like a hydrocodone or a Vicodin, probably from the age of, like, 18 or even maybe 17. I really don't know the details, but very long, very long time. And I got to be 20, 21, 22 years old, and I was in college, and I was having migraines up to 20 days out of the month, wow. maybe sometimes just 10 days. But they would linger and linger, and um, I was in bed. And I would, just to function, I would take the pain pills, and I would get up, and I would be able to function. Um, so, and then that was, you know, I, I was always healthy with my diet. Well, I at one point decided that I wanted to, like, I did macrobiotics. I was a vegan. I was a raw foodie. I kind of went through all those in my own way of trying to manage the migraines. I started practicing yoga and, and that eventually led me to India. So it wasn't like I was perfectly healthy. I had a lot of issues. I was sleepless. Um, I had insomnia. I, I probably didn't sleep for about, I know this sounds totally ridiculous, but like five years and oh maybe I slept a little, but not much. Um, and so then I went to India. I came back from India to Hawaii. I went from Hawaii to Alaska. I was in Alaska. Um, I was I went to a doctor there. They put me on more pain medications. They took a stool sample and tested it. They said there's nothing in there that we can find, but it still most likely is some kind of a parasite. So they put me on a heavy-duty antibiotic called Flagyl, and they Mm. gave me the pain pills. I went back to my cabin. At the time, I was living without running water or electricity, just in a dry cabin with a wood stove. And... What happened was a friend of mine came by. She was visiting me. And she came in one day and she said, Betsy, I'm really worried about you because you've been sitting in the same spot for three days now. Oh, my. And it just kind of, yeah, it just hit me on the head like, okay, really something's wrong. I knew there was, but everybody was telling me, well, the doctors were telling me that there wasn't. So I, at that point, really decided that, I was going to have to do something about this and follow my instincts. So uh, Betsy, I moved can, myself. Betsy, yeah. can I can I break in a moment here? Um, we're actually coming up on our first break, um, and so I have to um, I have to uh, interrupt your story here. 
Uh, we'll resume the story right away after the break because uh, this is, you know, this is, this is, it's important. Um, this is The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, and our guest is Betsy Heilman, a phenomenal story of survival uh, of, uh, of cancer on the Gerson therapy. And, um, and uh, the, the program is brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. We invite you to stop in on the web, at the website, sign up for our newsletter, look at the stories, the testimonials, the literature, the DVDs on the website, and, um, and sign up for the newsletter. Uh, uh, very interesting information every month, free. Um, and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org, another phenomenally wonderful website where uh, where you can find all kinds of uh, uplifting and inspiring information about healing, not just cancer, but de- degenerative diseases. Because as Betsy will uh, tell you, once anything heals, everything heals. So please stay with us. Uh, and uh, we will we will uh, be back right after the break with the power of natural healing. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We have on the line... Um, uh, Betsy Heilman, who has an inspiring and uh, phenomenal story of survival against some of the most incredible odds. Um, I'm Howard Strauss, your host on The Power of Natural Healing. 
brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute, bringing you natural healing uh, of the most uh, of the most chronic and incurable diseases. Uh, now, Betsy, before uh, before the break, you were talking about having not slept for five years, and uh, and and how your friend. Uh, came over and told you you had been sitting in the one spot for three days and that you had to do something. Um, somewhere in between there, you must have found out that you had cancer and you and you had to do something. Yeah, I ended up getting sent by the doctor, another doctor that I saw. He palpitated my abdomen and said, you have to go directly from my office to the emergency room. I went to the emergency room, which is about two hours away, and they did an x-ray. They said there was nothing in the x-ray, and they gave me a shot of Demerol. Oh, my gosh. When they gave me the shot, yeah. when they gave me the shot of Demerol, I realized how much pain I was in because I had been in pain for so long that I didn't even know how much pain I was in. So this clarity, it was like someone turned the lights on. And that just even more encouraged me to follow my gut instinct that something was really wrong. And I went back to Talkeetna, ran into a friend that works there, who's a GYN oncologist, and she looked at me and she said, you need to go right away and get an ultrasound. So I went back to Wasilla, got an ultrasound, and they found an enormous amount of fluid in my abdomen. Um, I called my parents right away. They got me a ticket back to Minnesota. They arranged for me to meet with a germ specialist at the Mayo Clinic. I got on the plane. I flew back to Minnesota. And then my appointment with the germ specialist wasn't going to be for like a week or 10 days, but I realized that I needed to go to the emergency room. I myself said to my parents, I need to go to the emergency room. And they fussed with me about that until I said, if you don't take me, I'm just going to take a cab. So the next morning they were like, okay, fine. We drove down to the Mayo Clinic. Right away when we got to the emergency room, they basically looked at me and took me right in. Five days went by. I had every single test in the book. My parents were there and my brother and my sister-in-law. At a certain moment, when my family wasn't in the room, the team of people came in that had been working on my case. There were five doctors and one head doctor. And they explained to me that I had end-stage ovarian cancer. I was presenting with ascites. They had drained my abdomen maybe a day before, and they had drained 16 pounds of malignant fluid from my abdomen. 16 pounds? That's eight quarts. It was eight quarts, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I looked like I was pregnant. I was 105 pounds, and I looked like I was pregnant. Mm. That was another thing that happened. Someone said, oh, when's your baby due? And I was like, my baby? 
Um, so, so they they so, found, so so they so the first indication that you had that you actually had cancer the first time they told you you actually had cancer was was to tell you that you were in the final stages before death is that correct That's correct yes mm-hmm. What a shock that must have been um, It was shocking I I kind of knew I was dying I was in a wheelchair at that point I couldn't walk. I couldn't even speak. I was in so much pain. I couldn't even, every ounce of energy I had took was for me to even speak. I was, you know, I wasn't in my body, barely. So, so what so I knew something was very well. So, so having, having found out that you were, that, uh, that, that you were so dying, what was your response? What, what did you do? What, did you did you just resign yourself to it, or did you decide to fight it? I, I decided to fight it. I, I sitting up. I have a really clear, vivid memory of laying in the bed there and being alone because they had come in at a time when all of my family wasn't in the room, which I thought was kind of weird. But and and they drew, and I was like, and I was like, well, they drew on the board and showed me everything and the test and this is what's going on and you have two months, maybe six months. If you take this chemotherapy, maybe a year. Um, and I, my first response was really in my mind. I didn't say this out loud, but I thought to myself, absolutely no way does anyone tell me I'm going to die. You know, no one tells me that I'm going to die. So right away I, refused to believe what they told me. Um, then they left the room. I did a really unusual thing. Now having worked with cancer patients for almost 10 years now, I see that um, most people will like deny or just do what the doctor says or not want to talk about what had just happened, but I knew that I needed to communicate. And I had my address book with me and I went and I called like every person in my address book. And fortunately, one of those people was from the yoga community and they sent me an email within the next couple of days that told me about the Gerson therapy. And did, I, that, did that immediately strike a, a responsive note for you or, or did you, uh, did you say, well, this is crazy? I absolutely thought it was completely insane. I honestly have to say that because I, I, well, first I was afraid. Okay. So, you know, they came back in the room that same day, the doctor, or they sent the, my oncologist in who was going to be assigned for me through the treatment. And he, he told me, well, you know, it usually takes a week or so, but we happen to have an opening tomorrow so we can get you on the chemotherapy. And I was terrified. And so I went for it. Um, fortunately I didn't let them put a port in because they wanted to put a port in right away. And I was like, absolutely no, I will not have that. I knew that I wanted to go home and get on my computer and find out what, what was really going on and do my own research. So I did get, uh, I did the first dose of, of carboplatinum and taxol. I went back to my home and at the time that was, I was still in Minneapolis. So I went back to my parents' house. I got on the computer, I started doing the research, I found out about the Gerson therapy, and I thought it was totally insane. I knew that it was, it made sense to me, 
and I could see that it was the the grandfather of all natural or holistic treatments as we know them. And, you know, I knew I at doing the research, I could see that like Anne Wigmore, Wigmore and some of the other, you know, conjunctive treatments or alternative treatments that are out there are like based on the Gerson therapy, but they kind of tweak it a little bit. And I could see that the Gerson therapy was the most eliminative and restorative therapy available. But I still thought it was nuts. And so... (laughs) Yes, uh, a lot of people think that, (laughs) including some people whose lives have been saved on it. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of did the usual thing that people do, and I... You know, I, I I had to miss, like, my next planned dose of chemotherapy because I, my blood work wasn't right and whatnot. And so I kind of, like, did a little bit of the Gerson therapy kind of my way. Um, I actually started doing the castor oil treatments, which I didn't know are not recommended if you're doing chemotherapy, Chemo, but right. I had actually done that. And that was one of the reasons why... Um, I was accepted into the clinic because they at first weren't going to accept me, but that I'm jumping ahead. So I, so I went back and had another, another dose of chemotherapy and another like month and a half or two months, maybe three months went by and I met with my, I've been meeting a couple times with my oncologist and getting scans, CT scans and blood work and all that stuff done every two weeks. And so the oncologist came in and sat with me, and he said, the chemotherapy is not working. Um, he said, you were recommending that you go to hospice. I refused to believe him. I arranged to meet with a female oncologist who was, like, the leading female oncologist at the Mayo Clinic. I got an appointment with her. I met with her. She sat with me. She looked me right in the eye. She said, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've seen hundreds and hundreds of women just like you. Nobody survives. Nobody at all. That's what she said. Nobody. nobody. You're saying nobody at all survived. Nobody survives an end-stage ovarian cancer diagnosis at the Mayo Clinic. Wow. So, 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 um, so let me, let me ask you just one, one quick question, uh, if you could keep the answer short, because we're, once again, we're coming up on another break. But, um, you did a lot of research about the Gerson therapy and found out it was nuts and, um, and, and about a lot of other, uh, uh, things about your cancer. Did you do a corresponding amount of, uh, research into, uh, cisplatin and, and taxol? I did. Um, I found out that it was, um, that they use, it's the same, um, I think the, I don't remember if it's the carboplatinum or the taxol, but it was basically the same chemical that was used in Chernobyl. Oh, um, okay. I also, I, yeah, I found out a lot of things about not just the chemotherapy, but the protocol. And fortunately my oncologist was really open to working with me. He, you know, they give you a cocktail before they give you chemotherapy, and I learned that the cocktail was a mixture of drugs that if you have ovarian cancer, it's like the last thing you want to put in your body. Oh, my God. So I refused the cocktail. I refused the port. I, I really took control as much as I could at that point of my own medical situation. And that's, it, it, that's... it became silly to me that we don't, you know. That's, that's great. 
Betsy, yeah. and it probably is what saved your life. Uh, after the after the break, we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, what what you uh, you know how you got to the Gerson therapy and what you did uh, what you did then. Uh, this is uh, this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We're on the line with Betsy Heilman. Um, a, a very, a very, very tough lady. A very tough lady. I got to tell you, you got to be tough to live where she lives and survive anyway. Uh, and um, and brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. Uh, look, look into these websites. They contain an awful lot of wonderful information. Other people whose stories are similar to Betsy's, but with other other ailments, uh, with with um, migraines and fibromyalgia and uh, and diabetes and uh, and and other kinds of cancer, and all of these people do find healing and find relief uh, on the Gerson therapy. I'm not saying it's 100 uh, percent for everybody, but I am saying that uh, that it's uh, really really worth a try because it's got a uh, it's got a history of 80 years of successfully reversing chronic degenerative diseases, even in the latest stages. So come back to us after the break. We're about to go to break here, and um, we'll see you on the other side of the break, and you'll hear the rest of Betsy's amazing story. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. 
Welcome back, everybody, and uh, thanks for staying with us. This is The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host, and we're on the line with uh, with one of the people who I consider my heroes, uh, having, uh, having beaten the beast, incurable, uh, end-stage cancer with a prognosis of two months, um, Oh, about uh, about nine years ago, almost nine years ago, and um, and she's on the line with us right now and uh, and uh, telling us her very powerful story. So Betsy, um, you you uh, you were told that the chemotherapy was not working for your kind of cancer, and that every single woman with your kind of cancer in that stage uh, who went to the Mayo Clinic had died. Is that correct? That's correct. So you had zero chance of of, uh, of survival, <coughs> and you should basically just go to the hospice and um, and, and pack it in. Did you accept? That's what. That's what I'm told. Did you accept that? Absolutely not. <laughs> I remember looking at the doctor's shoes. The woman had these green pea green shoes on and just thinking this is so wrong um and i left the office made the phone call to the gerson clinic and you know i actually was at first not accepted or they questioned whether or not to accept me because i had been on chemotherapy and there wasn't proof at the time of people being able to be on chemotherapy and do the Gerson therapy and survive. I do want to so, I do want to mention that uh, that that the, that's on two counts. Uh, not only the chemotherapy, but when patients already have ascites that is so end stage that that we're very very uh, uh, careful about uh, trying to uh, trying to reverse that because it's uh, we we don't want people you know, coming coming to us just to die. And so the fact that you had ascites, I was already surprised that they let you in. Yeah, I knew also I I um I had more faith in the program myself when I found out that as well. That you know, the Gerson therapy, if you apply, they're not just gonna accept everyone. You know, they they don't accept you if they feel like it's you know, that it's not going to work. And I think that's important. But what I did, and I like to think that I kind of pulled a Steve job because I, I just said, absolutely, I'm coming. And I, um, I, also, <laughs> I also told, um, I can't remember the name of the lady that did my intake, but I, I, I told them that I had already been doing the castor oil treatments and I had already been doing some juicing. So, so in that case, they said, okay, you know, they come on down, you know, we'll see, let's see what, what can happen. And I think there was also a patient or two that had, you know, been turned down by the Gerson Clinic, but went back to their home and did it anyways and had survived. Huh. So I knew of that story as well. And so I, and you know, I just asserted that and asserted so myself and... So you got accepted and you and you went down to the clinic and it must have been just about your your <clears throat> third or fourth day at the clinic when uh when when Steve Crushell, our cameraman from uh from Alaska 
arrived and wanted to film some patients. Is that right? Yep, mm-hmm, that's correct. And do you remember yep. what you said on that uh, on that interview uh, when when Charlotte was at your bedside about your ascites and how how far they had gone down and how long it had taken? Yeah, the ascites went, I think, maybe three or four inches down. Right away, I felt better. Within a matter of days, I I had way less pain. I could eat. My the swelling in my stomach went down. Um. You know, I also was in an environment, it was actually, it really was like the clinic of my dreams. I, when I arrived there, I thought, this is really what I imagine a hospital to be like. The doctors were healthy, the nurses were healthy, it was, people were singing while they were working, there weren't chemical smells around, um, it was you know, we all ate together and talked together and shared our stories. Um, the doctors actually ate with us. I remember in one of the first meetings, because the Gerson therapy you have to do on your own. Actually, the first meeting, the doctor met with me and she said, you have a night to stay here and decide if you want to stay or not. And we'll fully refund your money if you decide not to. But what you have to think about and know is that you're the one who's going to heal yourself. We're not going to do anything to you. You have to take this on. And right there, I also knew this is right for me. Absolutely. Um, and then, and then the next day we had, we were shown how to give our shots of B12 shots and the doctor who's a medical doctor, certified medical doctor, actually had one of the patients give him a shot. And I just thought that was out of this world. That was that was so right on. Well you'll never you'll and never, you'll never so, see your you'll never see your oncologist sitting down with you. Well, you know, given that the Gerson therapy, the food is the medicine, <laughs> uh and uh so and and we sit down with you and eat with you and um and and the doctor gets the shots, and the doctors drain Charlotte Gerson when she makes rounds. She'll drink the juices. So in other words, we're taking the same stuff. We live on the same stuff. The patients live. You'll never see your right. oncologist taking a shot of uh, sitting down with you for a shot of cisplatin um, or or Taxol uh, right along with you, yeah. uh, because they know that it's not if not good for them. <laughs> why should it be good for you if you're in such delicate condition? Oh. I mean, and they, and, and not only that, but they'll bring, roll a cart of Twinkies and, you know, Oreos right up to your chair while you're hooked onto the chemotherapy and ask you if you want a Coca-Cola and, you know, some ice cream. Oh, um, so, it's, it's almost like they're, but, try, it's almost like they're trying to kill you. There's a real ignorance there. There's a real ignorance. There's real apathy. I think there's a lot of depression because the nurses and the, some of the nurses and doctors know that what they're doing is wrong. And it's it just the integrity, just the human integrity and morality is off. Wow. And and but but the 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 contrast with the Gerson uh, clinic, even though it's in Mexico, and uh, and much of the staff, uh, you know, the, the the girls who clean your room and who make the juices and everything, wait the tables, they they don't necessarily they've never never gone to high school even, much less college, uh, and and yet they're the heart of providing the therapy, and they know it. 
and they can see the results every day. They see the people. They see the people get well. Light ref- returning to their eyes. The color returning to their skin. Their their energy returning. They're starting to eat, and they they pack it in like uh, like they haven't eaten in years, which they haven't really. And and they 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 know that they are doing something with their own hands that American medical science has failed to do for the last 50 or 100 years. And it's simple. And I, also for me, I also want to say that I'm, I'm an artist and I have been into environmental studies also. And not only, when, when I was on the Gerson therapy, I experienced, such integrity because not only was my body, my physical body that I inhabit doing the right thing, but all of the food that I bought was also healing the earth, the earth and the air and the greater body, as I call it, because you're not participating or buying foods, chemical foods and supporting companies that are really destroying, really destructive and really have no integrity. So that, it was incredible. It was incredible being there. The, the day I arrived, another patient came up to me. Hi, my name is Jim. I'm in stage three lymphoma. And I just, to be able to talk about it and be in an environment that was so um, well-being centered was incredible. Well, yeah, that's one of the things that, I, that, that, that cancer patients often find is that people are not willing to talk to them about what they have because it scares them. Um, and, and you know they they almost treat it as treat you as if it's catching, and and they might catch it if you talk about it, and so and so you end up isolated, and and nobody is willing, you know, it just makes people so uncomfortable to talk to you. Nobody wants to talk to you. Then you go down, you go down to the Gerson Clinic, and people go there to heal, and 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 everybody's in the same boat, so they're perfectly willing to talk about it, and what a relief. What a relief! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I, while I was there, what happened for me was that, you know, it becomes clear and that you're, you're encouraged and it's highly recommended that you try to get your home ready before you leave the clinic so that there's no gap in, because when you're there, all the treatment is, is all the, all the stuff is made for you and the foods and the juices and the enemas and so... So I knew that I had to get my place ready so that when I landed back in Talkeetna, I would be supported and be able to continue full force on the therapy. So I got on my computer and I just Googled um, organic food delivery and I got a whole list and I wrote down all the numbers and I just started calling the numbers at the top of the list and maybe the third or fourth number I called was a place in Arizona that does a, a organic food delivery, and every person I got, I would say, my name is Betsy, I'm on this person therapy, I have cancer, are you familiar with that? And then as the conversation went along, I could see that whether or not the person was going to be able to help me, thank you very much, I have to go on to my next phone call. And then when I called this woman in Arizona, I got this woman, and she said, oh, we actually know someone in Alaska who is working with a couple people up there already bringing organic foods into Alaska. So she gave me his name and his number. I really couldn't believe it. Um, I think that when you're integrity, the, the universe sometimes kind of lines up for you. And 
So I called Ed. I told him what I was doing. I told him what I needed every two weeks, a case of apples, a case of carrots, a case of romaine. He said, I'm on top of it. I know about the Gerson therapy. It was his mission as a Christian. He and his wife were bringing these organic foods into Alaska. Betsy? And I called. Yeah. Betsy, we're coming up on another break. We're coming right up against another break here. So um, we'll, let, let, me, let me just uh, uh, say this is brought to you by Gerson Health Media and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. This is The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Our guest, our fascinating guest, is Betsy Heilman, a tough and a, and a powerful, powerful lady um, who is on the uh, who, who, who has uh, um, who beat cancer, beat the beast, and we'll be back with her in uh, just on the other side of break. Please stay with us. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the Kidstar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com. Perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back, everybody, to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, and we have a wonderful guest, wonderful guest, uh, a woman who has, who beat the beast after looking it straight in the eye from about an inch away. We have Betsy Heilman, who uh, nine years ago in May was diagnosed with and uh, told that uh, she had uh, end stage ovarian cancer with two months to live. Um, Betsy, this is just just absolutely fascinating, and um, and your your insights about the Gerson therapy and about healing and uh, other people helping you uh, are just wonderful. Um, so we have about ten minutes uh, left, and uh, and you were talking about uh, getting getting organic food in Talkeetna, Alaska, and that's that's why. You see, that's why I thought that I would never hear from you again because uh, I, I just you – know, the difficulty even of getting organic food in California where we grow it uh, is, is hard enough and, and defeats many people. And yet you were way out in the middle of nowhere in a place without electricity or running water and, uh, and you were trying to do the Gerson therapy uh, basically on your own. 
fantastic. How did you do it? Yeah, well, I, um, like I said, I found this gentleman who his, his mission as a Christian was to bring organic food to Alaska. And then I called all of our local grocers, which, well, there's just two of them, and there's not really a grocery, but, and I asked them what their system was, and so they helped me, and they went and picked up the produce from Anchorage and brought it to my door every two weeks. And I had my friend, uh, my very close friend and partner, Rick, he helped to set up, I rented an apartment that had running water and electricity, and he went in there and some friends of mine, and they set up a system for me, an extra refrigerator, the juicer, just everything that I needed. And um, so I went back to Alaska, and I had a caregiver that I hired that came in the morning and was there almost every day from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., um, or sometimes longer, sometimes less, sometimes longer. I was mostly in bed. I couldn't function. I still had ascites. I continued to have to have the ascites drained, um, and I... I got them. I did it. I did the Gerson therapy. Um, Just amazing. Amazing. Yes. I, um, so, I I don't know if you want me to go into that a little bit or just go ahead to, you know, going back. I don't. I don't think uh, we have time for that uh, uh, too much. Uh, but uh, but I do want to. I do want to point out to people that the Gerson therapy is a very very intense therapy, and it requires seven day a week participation um, of of the patient, the caregiver, the uh, basically the, the whole circle of friends, the family, everybody, uh, to to help that patient come back from from the edge of death, and. Um, and it's hard enough to do. It's hard enough to do in Chicago or or New York or or Houston, but to do it way in the middle of the uh, wilds of Alaska is just absolutely amazing. And and is it's miraculous what Betsy achieved during that time. Um, it can be done. Lest anybody say, well, it's too difficult for me to do here in California. Oh, do I have someone to introduce you to? Um, Betsy, you know, basically in the, in the last few minutes of what, what we have, what I'd like to, what I'd like to ask you to do is, is tell me what your thoughts are about, uh, the, the conventional medical world about the Gerson therapy and about what other people in your situation can and need to do. Well, I think that another thing that is really in the front of my mind now is just what you're saying about um, people say that it's difficult. Well, what's difficult really is, you know, not not living. You know, what's difficult is going to hospice and dying. Um, I knew, and I, I face this with other people all the time as well that are interested in the Gerson therapy, I had to become unrecognizable to myself to get through this. I knew, like you said, I was going to have to face the dragon. And my life as I knew it was over. You have to be able, if you want to live, you have to give up what you have. You have to let go 
and you have to start over. And what you're going to get is a life that's even greater than before. And I, I really felt that, you know, Lance Armstrong wrote the book, It's Not About the Bike. And it's not about the bike. It's about doing what you have to do, um, doing what's right for you. Um, and, I mean, if you read the Gerson Therapy, you can see it's just it's basic. It's nothing fancy. It just makes sense. And it works. And that's what I did. And I became unrecognizable to myself, and I did it. Um, and you stand, I, as, and you stand as a sh- shining example for people struggling with the same existential questions that that you ran up against. Do I just accept that uh, uh, the doctor knows best, and I'm going to die in a couple of months, or do I say no, no, I don't accept that? And you you chose the latter mm-hmm. the latter course, and everybody else who chose the former course is gone. Basically, I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure because I don't work at the Mayo Clinic, but I, I would guess that the other patients that were there for ovarian cancer and diagnosed at the same time that I was are probably not alive. Um, I the, I went back to the Mayo Clinic regularly and met with my oncologist and had the scans. As I was on the Gerson therapy, I flew out from Alaska every six months, so maybe three or four times, and... Um, then in everything, my blood work went back to normal. My my C125 was normal. Um, you know, I spent, I completed the Gerson therapy. Six years later, I went back to the Mayo Clinic to meet with my oncologist. Um, he sat with me and he said, so where have you been getting your treatment? And I said, I haven't been getting any treatment. You know I don't treatment. <laughs> and, um, and... He went on the room and he came back in and he said, this is absolutely unheard of. We've never seen like it, anything like it ever. And I, I had a feeling that something was going to go on because of that. And so I made him give me, literally like put the pen in his hand to give me his email. I left the office. I tried to contact him that following week via his, his email at the Mayo Clinic. And I got an email back that was a you know, a, a format email that said your oncologist is no longer at the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> um, if you want for your next appointment, please give us a call and we'll arrange for you to have another oncologist. Wow. Well, Betsy, emailed, Betsy we're, we're coming yeah. up on the end of the show. Any, any, just one last okay. statement, you'd like, <laughs> one last statement you'd like to make? Um, just do it. Just do it. It's, if you see, if you find the Gerson therapy and you, you see in yourself that it can work and you want to live, then just, just do it. Just do it. Do, do. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful, Betsy. And uh, I think you've inspired a lot of people here today. This is the Power of Natural Healing. We've been talking with Betsy Heilman, an inspiring and powerful lady uh, who has a long lifetime ahead of her thanks to the Gerson therapy and her own determination to get well. Brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and the Gerson Institute at gerson.org. Listen to us again with the power of natural healing. Next week we'll have on uh, Mr. Clint Ober, who developed a wonderful technology called Earthing and um, uh, highly, highly recommend it. We've been getting some amazing results with Earthing. So listen to us next week, and um, 
and we look forward to seeing you again. Okay. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.